welcome to another episode of Home Sweet Home. My name is Rod McCall. And my name is Bryce Rungi. Welcome. Oh my gosh. You know, it's a good day outside. It's a, it's warm, but it's beautiful out. Well, yeah, and I'm glad we're headed away from summer and headed into fall and, mm-hmm. you know, football's, you know, in full swing, uh, college pro oh yeah i mean it's even my favorite uh university has decided to play football for the first time in i don't know 13 14 years did they win uh they're on a win streak nice so they're headed towards a uh perfect season now well if we were to cancel it today yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes i i enjoy uh i think we have decided that for sure fall Right, right around that 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 Halloween, mm-hmm. that weather, that change, that the, the mm-hmm. leaves start to change. It's just such a peaceful time, and you know, with our the weather cooling down, we get to get out on our family walks. Oh, sure, more and more. So that's that's always a good thing. Well, and patio weather. Oh yeah, uh, you can go out to dinner, um, and we're about to head into five months of pretty much patio weather. Yeah. So where everybody else gets snow and ice, we get patio <laughs> weather. Um, so yep. I guess we could call that perfect. Perfect weather, sure. Perfect, yeah. Perfect season, perfect, perfect time season, of year. perfect time of the year. Where are you going with this? I feel like you, I see I see the <laughs> wheels turning. Well, all right. So we I deal with this a lot at school. You did too. Um. Kids feeling stressed, anxious, and the idea that they have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And well, I got to get all A's. And I, you know, and I've, it wears me out a little bit that they feel that there needs to, that they need to be perfect. Right. And so I ran across this, uh, this article and it was talking about perfectionism. Mm. And it was basically time. In fact, the article is titled Four Troubling Signs of Perfectionism. And it's written by a professional counselor. Okay. And as I was reading it, you know, they were, it reminded me of Sheldon Cooper of uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. I'm, I don't really watch that, but. Okay. Well, it's worth watching on HBO. Okay. Uh, or HBO Max. I've seen a couple of them, but I'm not like a major fan or whatever. Uh, okay. Well, sorry to anyway, disappoint you. No, no, that's fine. I'm getting used to it. Uh, <laughs> but sorry, hey. I'm not perfect, okay, Rod? <laughs> so, it, but it got me thinking that it, because they, they come up with, you know, a few different things, but it got me wanting to discuss perfectionism and, you know, I mean, the, to, uh, it can be healthy mm-hmm. to an extent, but then you can reach overboard, and then it can become unhealthy. Right. Yeah. Well, let's speak to me because I could tell you right now that I, ha- at times, have suffered with this, and unfortunately, there are people in my path that have suffered as well. Um, well, maybe maybe I I'm not this. Maybe I am suffering. But the people in my path, like my son, suffer more, like not knowing how, not not loading the dishwasher perfectly, oh, right? Yeah. I've I've had to I've had to step back and be like, dude, are you serious? 
you know, or you didn't tie the the garbage bag. It, it wasn't tied perfectly or, or whatever, right? You okay. Know, just little things like that instead of kind of giving him the bandwidth to, to try and just learn to fail and do mm-hmm. certain things, you know. And um, Suzanne's good about that, especially when she's nearby. She'll give me the look like, dude, pump the brakes, <laughs> you know. And I, and I know that I've gotten <clears throat> a little bit worse. And I'm trying to work on that. And I don't necessarily think it's trying to reach perfection. It's just trying to be like, hey, like, excel in this area. Okay. Right? And I know that maybe sounds silly with the dishwasher, but, you know, it's it's just this one example. Mm -hmm. I do talk about school academics, right, and excelling. Uh You know, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to miss the mark. Um, But... Areas that it's driven me crazy and I've had to step back is like when we built the house, you expect the house to be perfect when you pay a lot of money for a house Uh and it's not that way. And then, you know, you start to point out all these certain flaws Uh and then it's like, dude, like it's becoming unhealthy for you. People that build it, you're pointing out, they don't give a crap. True. Obviously. (laughs) Right, you're the you're the one who's drinking the poison, and you're the one who is becoming unhealthy. And those loved ones close to you are paying the price for you trying to to be perfect or expect perfect. Well, but okay. While I hear what you're saying, I also wonder: is it wrong to have an expectation that if you are if you buy something, mm-hmm. okay, if I go buy something and I pay five bucks for it. My expectations are pretty low. Mm -hmm. But if I go by, okay, a great example would be a a set of headphones. Yeah. All right. You go buy a set of headphones from Five Below and you're paying five bucks. Mm -hmm. My expectations of its longevity and its quality are going to be pretty low. Mm -hmm. But if I go and I drop $150, $200 on a pair of headphones, my expectations are going to naturally be a lot higher. Right. Because... The per again perfection maybe not but take pride yeah and sometimes I wonder my push for folks you know when I'm dealing with other people whether it's students mm-hmm. or uh, you know people in my life where do I I my expectations are such mm-hmm. that I want you I know it's within your ability. So when you were asking these builders, you know, when you're paying a mm-hmm. huge chunk of change and around here, they charge a chunk of change <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even for an outhouse. Um, <laughs> I mean, is it wrong to have expectations? And is there a difference between having high expectations and perfection? Well, I think, you know, for example, with the house, here's at the end of the day, you're dealing with a human and humans aren't perfect. Okay, fair point. And so that's kind of where I had to go. And then also I had to flip my mindset. Like, first of all, you get to live here. You get to live in this neighborhood, so on and so forth. And I get like, okay, well, you're dealing with humans who aren't perfect. Stop trying to point out all those little, like every time I'll point something out, Suzanne, I never even saw that. Well, of course you would find it, right? Cause you're trying, <laughs> you're trying, you're like, purposely trying to find, you know, it just kind of drove people nuts. And okay. so like this new bookshelf, you noticed, mm, yeah, I saw a couple of things and I'm like, let it go. Let it go. Okay. okay. It's, 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 it, it works. It's going to be great. 
you know? And so I, like I said, I'm trying, I'm trying to work on that, but you know, one thing that I have learned, you know, when we talk about perfection, we've, you and I have dealt, you, you deal with that with the school system. I mm-hmm. dealt with it being in education before that, you know, I learned through <clears throat> several people and, you know, one of the, one of the leadership meetings at church with, with our pastor, uh, he mentioned uh, Gitmo. You know, we're, we're talking about when you're leading teams and you're working on projects, or you know, Gitmo, get in good enough to move on. Like, try, stop trying to be perfect. And I noticed that, like, you know, with Abiding Wealth as a marketing coordinator, when I work on advertisements, sometimes I spend a little bit long, a little too long on it because I'm like, this has to be perfect. Like if I'll hand it over to you, it'd be like, man, this is great. Or I'll, I'll have Suzanne look at him. This is perfect. You know, and then I'll look back, I'll go back and I'll, now let's change this. And you know, it's, it could drive me up a wall. Yeah. So it's like, I'm trying to adopt that. Look, you have the skills and the talents. That's why you were hired. Like this, you see the flyer right there. Like, you know, it's Gitmo, get good enough to move on. You know, and I think that successful businesses, uh, sports teams, they don't they don't try to go for perfection because they know it's unattainable. They well, try and go for excellence. Well, I would say that Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys have done Gitmo good enough to move on for the last twenty six years. <laughs> I don't know if they've been even trying that. Okay, they're they're a little bit under that, but no, I think that that those teams, people's families that are successful, really trying you know, reach for excellence, you know, they consider, they consider excellence, this habitual moment, my moment doing a lot of little things really well, not like, Hey, we need to be perfect in everything we do because it's not, it's not going to happen. We're human. We're going to drop the ball. We're going to make mistakes. I don't know. That's, that's no, no, I, I, and I guess that's where you can go from a healthy push of perfectionism to, motivate you to do your best right but then that perfection that drive of perfection can be become unhealthy mm-hmm. is that how i hear you yeah, say that yeah yeah I, I i do um pursuing excellence is is a really good thing pursuing perfection is an unhealthy thing okay though i sometimes wonder if okay when i fill out a job application and you know and teachers they always, and a lot of professionals, uh, I'm told that this is also true, but they'll ask, well, okay, what's one of your, what's a weakness you have? Mm-hmm. And I remember Eric's mother saying many years ago, we'll make your negative a positive. Mm. And she says, I put down that I am a perfectionist, mm. that I want to be perfect in everything that I do. Right. And so I have adopted that, yeah. that my, my, my weakness is that I want to be perfect. And I sometimes go overboard on myself in my push to be perfect. But if I hear what you're saying, finding a balance between exceptionalism and perfectionism mm-hmm. is that sweet spot of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. That's what you're hearing. Okay. Well, because as I was reading through the article, they were talking how if you are extreme perfectionist, that you could fall under a diagnosis, a mental health diagnosis of obsessive compulsive disorder. 
And and I thought, oh my gosh, yeah, that's not. I would never have considered perfectionism to that level, but as they explained it and talked about it, I thought, oh, right. Um, I mean, they were basically saying that it's a, and I'm going to quote here from the article: "It's a matter of controlling extremely anxiety-provoking, intrusive thoughts." Images, impulses by an almost superstitious behavior protocol. Hmm. Now I'm not sure exactly what all that means, but <laughs> it doesn't. It, it sounds like you're 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 missing the trees through the forest, or the forest through the trees, or however that saying goes. That you know you're missing the ball, right? Or the big picture, or however mm-hmm. you want to phrase that. And because you're focused on the minute detail, you're missing the, again, the big picture. Yeah. What are we, what is our goal here? Right. And so it kind of fits a little bit of what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and you had, you had mentioned something in in that, something related to to anxiety, right? And stress. And and as a previous educator, I'm going to still be an educator. I'm still an educator. I'm going to call it that. Okay. Because I still teach people and coach people. Um, I coach you every day. Yeah. Teach you every day. I Um, learn a lot. You know, I I noticed, um, and maybe it's just where we're at. Okay. I haven't been in like a title. um, I'm sorry. Help me out. The lower income, the oh, title, title one schools. Title one schools. Thank you, in, in quite a while. But but in these areas, there there has been a rise in that perfectionism, right? And so, meaning what? At least I saw that. Like you have to be perfect. Your grades have to be perfect. You need to get in Harvard, right? You need to have the perfect job. Um, that's that's the feedback I've received from students. Really. I, my parents need me to be X, Y, Z, you know, perfection. Mm. But ultimately they're placing expectations on their children that they're not going to be able to meet. And what is that? What, what's the result of that? Anxiety, uh, sure. stress, mental health issues, depression, depression. And then unfortunately we have lost students true lost children we've lost people lose you know and their lives because they are they aren't able to reach those expectations that people put on them especially our kids right because they're unrealistic they're unrealistic okay. unrealistic but you know it does it puts a it creates this this delicacy if you with within the generation rising you place this 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 high expectation for perfection on this, this new generation, it places, it doesn't, what am I trying to say? It almost, it, it backfires. It, it creates this delicate society. People are becoming more delicate. They're more anxious. The stress, mm. stress increases. And so, you know, they're, what their potential really is, it's impaired because someone else is placing something that's unattainable, unattainable on them. Does that make sense? It really does. And I, you're right. I do see this a lot, um, in the kids and, you know, as seniors, well, I'm supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad want me to do that. In fact, I had a conversation with a student today and he was wearing a Penn state sweatshirt. 
Mm. And of course, you know, having an affiliation and a five-year stay at uh, State College, Pennsylvania, uh, I, you know, we were chit-chatting and he said, well, mom and dad both graduated there, but uh, yeah, I don't want to go there. Yeah. I want to chart my own path. And I was very proud of him, but I was proud of mom and dad as well of saying, okay, uh, go where you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Would I like you to? Sure. I'd like you to follow in our footsteps and go to our alma mater. Mm -hmm. But if doing something else will make you happy, well, then that's the bigger goal. Right. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of athletes in classes. And they frequently talk about that mom and dad are, and depending on if it's male or female or what the sport might be, but a lot of times the parent, one of the parents is extremely dominating mm. and, well, you're just not good enough. You're just not good enough. Right. And it's kind of like you're a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid playing high school sports. Yeah. And... You know, just take a chill pill. But these kids feel an immense amount of frustration and pressure. Um, I've been to various sports, baseball, basketball, football games. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there watching the kids play. And mom or dad, a lot of them tend to be dad. But I've, I've seen moms do it too. Mm -hmm. And they're yelling at their kids from the stand. You know better than that. Oh, yeah. Well, I've taught you better than that. Oh, my Post gosh. him up if it's basketball or, you know, mm -hmm. do, you know, whatever, you know, different things in baseball. The, the basketball, I, I have a really good example I won't share. But I, one comes to mind yeah. uh, to the point that the coach turns around to the parent and says, let me coach. Right. Well, you're sending all kinds of messages to this child of yours. Yeah. And just relax. Yeah. Um, well, and I think what a lot of people don't recognize, two things. One, going back to the kid that of the Penn State, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a healthy relationship between parents, child, but are still that are still encouraging, mm -hmm. uh, hey, we want you to go to college. We mm -hmm. want you to be successful, and and I'm not negating any of that by you know what we've been talking about because I still, as I will continue to pursue, you know, help Braddock's pursue that as well because mm -hmm. that's that's good. But I, I like they have that relationship where they, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, would that be that'd be awesome, right? But at the end of the day, we want you to go to the cool the, the school of your choice, and we want you to be successful there. Mm -hmm. So that's good. You know, two, when it goes to the coaching, you know, the parents and coaching from the, the bleachers, a lot of times they just don't realize they're jeopardizing the mental health of the child mm -hmm. by placing, you know, when, when you try and operate out of this belief that they have to perform at a certain level. They're high school. They're middle school. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. they are not. I mean, hello, these are not your Sunday playing major league baseball, yeah. basketball, football, soccer, whatever the professional sport is. That's not them. They're not at that level. Yeah. So it is still a game. I don't know. So I was wondering, the article provided some identifications of how to know if you're headed down this perfectionist path. Mm. Okay. 
you want to explore them or, or do you have something else you want to? No. Okay. All right. So here's Just be the, perfect. I will be perfect in everything I do. Just like in, uh, remember the Titans. Oh yeah. We will be anyway. Um, so the first thing they talk about is perfectly disciplined routines and schedules. I mean, because I'm trying to think, am I, I mean, I know I put that on my resume, but I don't know that I believe it, that I, that perfection because, but if you are perfectly, again, they're talking about a perfectly disciplined routine and schedule where, you know, Hey, it, uh, we get up at this time and then we eat at this time and then we leave at this time and we arrive at our destination and, you know, you've got everything mapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do that? Do you do that? Uh, as far as scheduling and mapping stuff out? Yeah, I like have an agenda. A rigid agenda. Yeah, I, you know, I'm the guy that if we go on a trip, we'll have things kind of listed out mm-hmm. where everyone else is just like, dude, let's just go and go with the flow. But I'm like, no, here's a list. <laughs> now, is that a list of stuff that uh, you have to do to pack, to take with you, things you got to have done before you can leave? Is this a list of stops that we're going to make? Are you saying, well, okay, we need to be out pulling out of the driveway at, you know, 5.15 a.m. so that that way we can make it to Bucky's, and but we're <laughs> only taking a 20-minute stop in Bucky's, and I'm timing. Now you're making me really feel really bad about myself because I have to answer all of the above. <laughs> okay, and, and no, no, it, it's not maybe not like super extreme, but like there is there is a, somewhat of agendas for each of those things. It's like yeah, maybe it's annoying. Well, because when I I will admit, and Sherry will say, "God, you're anal about it," but yes, <laughs> I am that way too. Where I want to be on the road at mm-hmm. time X because. Our destination, we are going to arrive at Y. Right. And I want to be there by Y. Yeah. Now, we get there earlier, great. But I don't want to be there later then. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, I will admit that I am that person that uses the GPS as a challenge. <laughs> because when GPS says from point A to point B, you know, hey, it's going to take you, like, okay, going to my mom and dad's, it takes a good five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I'd love to make it less than five hours. Right. Or make it less than. But, you know, like, okay, we're going to go see uh, Eric at the end of October. Mm -hmm. And from here to Salina, Kansas is six hours. I mean, I cannot shave any more time because you've got a couple of potty stops and a gasoline fill up spot. So, yeah. But again, I want to be here at time, right? You know, at this time, so we have to. So hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Mm-hmm. So, in, in that respect, I guess maybe I am. Maybe it could be a guy thing because I got it from my dad. Yeah, because my dad was going, "We're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there." Right. Um, but I know people that uh, they're going well. We're on an adventure, and when I feel like stopping, we'll stop. And if something strikes my fancy, we're going to pull over, and we'll yeah. stay until my fancy has been resolved yeah. <laughs> or satisfied. Um, I mean, I can't do that. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, you saying that, 
and, and maybe we've gone off 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 the rails here, but us go off the rails? Uh, maybe not. You know, uh, going back to when we were on tour um, in our skating in our skating life in my skating life. You know, we had to be at a certain place by a certain you know certain time, at least in my head. Mm-hmm. And you know, reflecting back, um, I always bring it up. Like whenever those stories come up, we went on our our tours or whatnot, and we missed out on a lot of things because I had this agenda, and we needed to be here. Mm-hmm. Like we we blew right through Niagara Falls, didn't stop. Now, when I look back, I'm like, that was dumb. What, why, why were you in such a hurry? Why did you need to be here at a certain amount of, you know, certain time? You missed out on a lot of things. You know, we, we drove through Tennessee and we didn't go through Graceland. And it's like, because I felt like I needed to be here at a certain time when I really didn't. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that belief that I needed to be here at a certain amount of, t- you know, certain mm-hmm. time caused not only me, but the people who were with me, there was like five team, you know, team skaters, and and we all missed out on that. Sure. And so I, I do look back and I'm like, well, that was kind of dumb. I think it's okay to have a plan. I think it's okay to have a routine. I think it builds structure, mm-hmm. and that's a fine thing. I think where, at least if I understand the article correctly. Where it goes overboard is when it becomes inflexible. Mm. And so, okay. So in regards to routines and schedules, I get up at five, between 5.15 and 5.20 every morning. I go for a walk. I eat breakfast, a shower, and off to school. And my day is blank, blank, blank. Mm -hmm. I like having structure. Summertime is my antithesis yeah uh because (laughs) there is little structure right um but i i i think i understand the difference structure versus inflexibility Mm -hmm. so i would say that while we have this we're not tied to it yeah so okay so we're not totally that bad okay yeah have us have a structure but be inflex don't be inflexible Yes. Yes. You know me. I'm flexible. I'm a yes. go with the flow. I'm a whatever kind of guy. Yes, sure. Totally. <laughs> All right. So the second one is over attentiveness to details. Oh, gosh. Okay. I, I, if I was attentive to details, life would be a lot more simple for me. But I am not this. Hmm. Uh, again, when I was reading through this, I was thinking of Big Bang Theory and Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> and if anybody's ever watched Big Bang Theory... Uh, Sheldon is very much a routine guy. I mean, he even has his bladder on a routine. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but he's also attentive to details, uh, to the extreme. Mm. Um, I don't know that I pay attention to really any detail. Yeah. I'm a blunt force trauma kind of thing. And so, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I struggle with it. I could tell you that right now. I'm going back to the house story. You know, there was a lot of details. Like, well, when we drive through the neighborhood, uh, you know, they finishing up a house and be like, oh, well, that's crooked. You know, bricks or whatever, you know, bricks. And, and Suzanne be like, where? Like, you don't see it? No, I don't. I'm like, here it is. It's right there. Like, and I, it take us five minutes for you to figure it out. And it's like, oh, well, now I see it. Like, <laughs> you know, like I would have never seen it if you, that goes back to that. And it's, 
maybe that's a flaw. I don't know. It sometimes it's annoying, but I I do think there are benefits to be you know having you know paying attention to detail that attention to detail, um, to a certain degree, based on what you probably mm-hmm. were going to read is. Well, they are, and it it does say that it's. I will say that this is probably. I am as far from this as you can get. Show you how attentive to detail. Mm-hmm. I looked up when my college class began, and I swore I was out of bet money that the class started this past Saturday. Oh Lord! So I log in Friday night because usually they drop stuff the night you know Friday night or Friday afternoon before the you know the mm-hmm. course begins on Saturday. Well, it's about six thirty, seven o'clock, and I log in. I misjudged by a week. It had started the week before, oh, no. and my very first uh, assignment was due that this past Friday at midnight. And I'm going, OMG! Now, lucky for me, you got I it had, done. I had gotten it done because I had already been reading the text uh. as necessary, but I was freaking out. Right. And so, anyway, I need to do a better job, um, but. I don't know. It says here that pathological perfectionists often do not make good project partners in school or at work because they'll demand control of the task. Mm. So that uh, so details are attended to correctly. Mm. Um. Okay, I'm going to fail miserably on part two. Okay. So. Eh, but you okay so part three all right third option or third issue unusual devotion to rules and morals mm. uh this they say is strict adherence to rules morals and scrupulosity i don't need know that was a word oh yeah i know what that means okay what does that mean i'm just kidding i don't know what it means oh but all i know is that i don't fall into that category <laughs> I'm a rules guy at school. Yeah. And you ask anybody that is taught with me, taught near me, um, I'm going to dress code you. I dress coded a girl today. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick up your phone because school policy says no phone in the classroom. That's what it says. Um, before, you know, we had the school policy, the boys had to shave. Mm. I would, I would code you for shave, you know, for not being shaved. Right. You know, I might give you a warning, but if you come to class next time, you know, uh, wear hats. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm a rules guy. Yeah. But what's funny is that I make, I will push rules on others, but I don't know that I entirely follow the rules myself. Uh, that's what? funny. What are you thinking of a story? Oh, I'm, we've got <laughs> ma- many stories. I just, you know, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you. Are Anyways, you? there's, that's that. I mean, are you a rules guy? I mean, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I mean, I turn, I roll the, what is it? California roll the stop signs quite a bit. <laughs> You know, well, I, if it's got a white border, stop is more of a suggestion. Right. I speed up on yellow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I always Ooh. remember growing up, it was uh, green means um, go, red means stop, yellow means go like hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, uh, that's what I was raised on. Okay. Um, you know, what's funny is I'm reading through this. It says that... Um, 
coloring within the lines is more than just a suggestion for somebody with, you know, that is, you mm-hmm. know, an extreme perfectionist. Yeah. All right. So we both agree that uh, we're not, we're both not that. Right. Okay. All right. So here's where I think I do kind of fall back into the idea that maybe I'm a little more perfectionistic than I should be. Mm. And it's called analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis. All right. And it says that uh, perfectionists are bent on having an immense ability to make decisions for fear of making the wrong decisions. So they don't make any decisions at all. Mm. Um, There have been many times where I've waffled and it's kind of like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? And so I I have found myself here because I don't want to be wrong. We do this all the time at our house. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you not want for dinner? You know, we'll, we'll dance this song. You know, the indecisiveness. Yes. Yep. yep. And because I don't want to be wrong because at my house I get yelled at because I make the wrong thing or I make (laughs) it too hot or too cold or, you know, I overcook it or I undercook it or I, you know, and I'm going, kiss my butt. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I, you know, Sherry, you know, I've gotten to the point and Sherry says, hey, you know what? You make what you want. And if they don't like it, they don't have to eat it. They can find something else. So tonight we're having hot dogs and tater tots. There you go. You don't like it? Kiss my grits. (laughs) You're having grits too? No. Oh. They can just kiss my grits. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I don't know. Are you, how do do you fall into this category? Yeah, I think, you know, previously it was, uh, I dealt with that quite a bit. You know, that pressure, you know, like if I, oh man, if I make the wrong decision, that's going to end poorly, you know, and then that's going to bring on a slew of negative thoughts, uh, fears of failure. I'm doing mm-hmm. it again. I'm going to fail. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it brings on, it brings about a threat to your self-esteem and then you end up in paralysis, not making any decisions at all because I have to be perfect. So you don't mm-hmm. make any plans or you don't make any decisions. But yeah, <clears throat> well, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that part. So it's fair to say that we understand the role of perfectionists. We understand how easy it is to kind of fall in this trap, mm-hmm. especially when we project it on others. Right. I don't know that I am a perfectionist, but I will say that I think, feel like I've projected it at times onto others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the moral of the story is take care of you. Stop trying to rule others. Yeah. That's a really great way to put it. You know, uh, sharing earlier about how I do that with, with Braddock's and now with the girls, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes even do it with Suzanne. Sometimes I get checked quickly. <laughs> You know, it's not coming from a bad place because I want what is best. Mm-hmm. But I also have to understand that there is a difference, right? You mm-hmm. you could you could push too too hard, and then you could push away. And so, while I want my kids uh, to pers- I, I want them to pursue excellence. Right. And to be their best mm-hmm. and to do the best in all that they can. I need to be careful that I'm not 
trying to push perfection. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they need to understand. Uh, I need to understand. You need to understand. We all need to understand that we're going to make mistakes, that we're not, we're not perfect, that failures aren't fatal. We need to accept mm-hmm. that it's part of the process. I would okay. argue that failure is a necessary component for success. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just part of the growth process. Mm-hmm. It's how, it's how we grow. It's how we get better. Right. And so anyways, um, well, you know, let's just say that we have a lot more work to do and growth to be had to make our podcast perfect. I think so. I agree with you a hundred percent because we're definitely not. <laughs> how do you turn this thing off? <laughs> oh, well, all right. I guess that brings us to the end. Okay. So was that a perfect episode? What what do you think? I don't know. We started out okay. It was a perfect segue to the topic. It was. And now we're trying to figure out a perfect segue to the end. So how about we just go, thank you, until next time? (laughs) Well, how about uh, Gitmo? (laughs) Good enough to move on. Hey, it's government work. There you go. (laughs) Hey, pursue excellence, not perfection. Okay? Take, Take care of your mental health. And um, call it a day. Works for me. Okay. Goodbye. All right. I'm Rod. I'm Bryce. Ciao.